0: Yo, welcome back to Return to Play Podcast. I'm your host, Steven Navarro. We're back at you again with another week of football analysis, breakdowns, a little soccer talk, and our picks. Still doing well on the, the X, um, Winning weekend again this weekend, so I believe six out of seven winning weekends here for uh, Danny and I on x and another winning weekend on the pod picks too so man i mean come on people get on the train i do have a an update to say i uh failed to stay completely healthy um america because i got you know i, I i'm cutting I'm, I'm i'm axing away at the uh stump in my front yard that you know i poisoned and, and killed and you know, so that's fine. But then the neighbor lady comes over, elderly lady. Oh, can you trim, trim my hedges? Yeah, sure. No problem. Well, i turn around and the, the hedges are like 12 feet tall. <laughs> so, um, whatever. So Teresa and I went over there, the tooth fairy and I went over there and, uh, and then the next morning and trimmed them all. And, uh, very, very first part, I started to trim, I stood right in a red ant pile, mound, and I got like, at least a dozen bites on each leg, and all the way up to my, you know, inner thigh over my um, medial sartorius for all of you anatomy nerds out there, and uh, itchy as hell, burning for like two, three days, even with the, had to keep cream in my legs. And, uh, and take some Benadryl and Zyrtec and, you know, I'm good after about four days, but man, that sucked.
1: Yeah. Trimming, trimming an old lady's bush seems like it usually would lead to a sour ending.
0: Uh, she did. I I did accept the payment she gave me, um, which, uh, Teresa about immediately spent at a craft show we went to later that day. (laughs) I was, that's okay. It was stuff for the house. Anyway, that's pales in comparison to the football ahead this week. It's basically Penn State Super Bowl, Penn State, Ohio State, Columbus, game of the week, noon, noon kickoff. UFC pay-per-view is going to be going on at the same time. That's going to be crazy. I don't know how I'm going to handle that. Um I, I might have to just stay away from the UFC card um, in the pocketbook realm, just because I, I don't think I can handle watching that game and fights like that. So, w- do you want to start there with uh, with a little preview of the
1: game? Game day gonna be there. Corso gonna put on the sweaty buckeye head. Big noon, kickoff. Always. It is also big noon kickoff. Um, yeah. So here's a little uh, stat factoid i've compiled for you penn state currently boasts the number one total defense in the nation the number one rushing de- wait oh damn it now I, got, now I got i didn't write this down now i gotta go back and check they <laughs> have the, the number one total defense i know that for sure you want to restart and then and then no no i don't need to restart we're i'm ready right now all right. It is the number one pass defense. I knew it was pass defense or rush defense was one. So they have number one total defense, number one pass defense, number three rush defense, and number two scoring defense. So best best defense in the in the nation, basically, just based off of those statistics. Ohio State's up there as well. But uh it's kind of a repetitive usually they roll into this game with with a very highly touted defense and still give up. A boatload of points and get embarrassed in the fourth quarter, so with that being said, I think that Ohio- I think that Penn State, with the number one defense this year, should hold Ohio State under five hundred yards and that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much my fact of the week is none of that matters. I'm not confident at all going into this game, especially especially in uh being in Columbus. If it was at home, I'd be a little more confident, but i'm uh not feeling very very good and uh we'll we'll see when we get to the greasing greasy gambling section i've got some some greasy delicious picks for you
0: i oh i i do need to step away for a second and get my phone so i can i can pull up the money stats and stuff i guess i could do it on my um
1: desktop but i was gonna say ohio state's gotten their offense is kind of starting to click they've had some slow starts this year they've had a lot of slow starts against us in recent years and then, you know, it kinda hasn't really made a difference in the <laughs> end once the once the James Franklin kicks in. Um I don't think this team is as good as as twenty seventeen. I think the twenty seventeen team is uh certainly the best Penn State team post sanctions by far, I think. Um uh, I was confident that year. That was the the twenty one to three lead year that they choked away. To lose at the end by one point, uh. So you know, you know, yeah. I I don't think I. I, I, I'm just well. You go ahead with what you were gonna say because I'm just gonna get a put a dark cloud over this over this opening segment. I I think you
0: said it with the defense. We have the best defense in the country, and we have a better defense than Ohio State. Not just on paper, but I just feel like as a unit, a better defense. And then so we just need to. End up with the better quarterback play on Saturday. We need Drew Aller to be the man we know he can be, and we need the other quarterback to shit down his leg.
1: Yeah, I think we can definitely have better quarterback play. I think we got some better quarterback play a couple of times. I know, I know, McSorley had some some pretty big moments in the Buckeye games. Definitely outduel JT. Ah, I miss I missed I miss that 20, that twenty seventeen team. Yeah, that, that that gives me a lot of PTSD. Yeah. I, I think if they don't blow that game, if they win that game, if Franklin doesn't choke it away and freaking completely give up in the fourth quarter, I I think well, A, they they make the playoff for sure. And B I think Saquon wins a Heisman. It's, but ooh, we got a fake punt. Especially with the uh like returning the opening kickoff of that game and just all the you know he was the heavy heavy heisman front runner at that point and then blowing that game really really sucked away all that momentum so i think that that cost saquon being in some of these heisman house commercials
0: yeah i agree and that was the day i was at a penn state ohio state wedding pretty much i don't know if they planned on it that day probably not with the schedule dates but um I sulked in the dark corner of the uh, of the barn we were in um, for quite a few minutes. And the tooth fairy yelled at me to stop letting football, you know, ruin our lives. And but other people were very disappointed too. But I was definitely just like crushed. I was just like I bought in that year, and just like I'm kind of buying in this year. But I and we'll get to it in in gambling picks. But I feel like Penn State. This this is going to be a field goal game. I said that last week, I believe. I feel like it's going to be a field goal game or, you know, one or two points because of, you know, uh, it'll be like that, you know, into the early fourth quarter, a one- to two-point difference. Someone will take a lead, then then it'll get back to one to two points with, like, the final two possessions to go. Um, That's my, my game prediction.
1: The thing that concerns me, is, I mean, obviously – both sides are way too talented to, like, it's not going to be like that Iowa-Wisconsin game last week where it's punt, 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 punt. I don't care how good the defenses have been. But the Penn State offense is what concerns me. It hasn't been super explosive. While aller has been very efficient, they just aren't throwing the ball downfield, not getting a lot out of the running game. The yards per carry for the, for the two stud running backs are way down this year compared to last year. Singleton's only getting 4.1 yards per carry. Down from six point eight last year, where he was a thousand yard freshman. So we'll see. I mean, Penn State is going to need need big plays to, you know, to stay in the game, and they just haven't really shown that capability. The, the receiver is their is their real weak point. They don't have any like big time wide receivers, um, and I think that is part of what has 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 limited the. You know, teams aren't as worried about getting beat over top. They don't have like a Hamler that takes the top off the team or you know uh, you know the the yeah, NFL wide we, receivers they've they've had in recent years. So that's definitely a big wide question like this year. So that being said, I'm not confident.
0: We we Penn State has everything they need to win this game.
1: But Ohio State is getting better each week. <laughs> yeah. Ohio State's peaking at the right time, I think.
0: For this game. And so that's why it's just going to be an ugly three point loss for Penn State spread right now is four and a half. It was six and a half a couple weeks ago when we looked at it, told people to jump on Penn State. Then last week, it moved five and a half and now it's at four and a half. So uh, I think, I think that about wraps up that game uh, summary. Not, not much more, to say than that, unless we were going to really get into the nitty gritty football details and coordinator battles and stuff, which I'm not prepared to do either, but that would be too much for this, uh, this shows um, demeanor, I guess that's not what we're about. We're, we're about focusing on breaking down some fantasy injuries and breaking down some games um, just in general aspect with um, looking at how the betting market is also reacting to these games in the later segment. If you're new here. So without further ado, let's get into the injury news. And let's start. Ooh, we've got a lot of quarterbacks to talk about. Let's let's start with the ugly dual quarterback injury game. Raiders at Bears. Justin Fields fractured thumb or or sprained thumb. Dis- dislocated. Oh, just dis- yes. Okay, sorry um not going to play and then Jimmy Garoppolo also not going to play although they're still saying he's like questionable doubtful he's definitely not going to play just like the Jameis injury last year when it was to the the back that that means the spine when you go to the hospital for the back injury that that means your spine um uh unless it, it the only alternative to not a spine injury for Jimmy Garoppolo would be a um sprained back muscle or paraspinal muscle the paraspinal muscles are very thin there's three of them i don't know their names they um basically are the three muscles that kind of keep your spine moving um up and down and protect it the most he could have strained that he could have sprained a ligament uh in his in his spine or he could have a deep bruise to one of those other upper back muscles and uh oh, the tooth fairy just brought my phone thank you
1: and the the i l s bro the the you didn't you didn't learn the i love sex acronym uh no oh well, i probably did at akron but that that's gotten lost that, on was, me. that was uh the the three muscles he he referenced they are i l and s the costalis, longissimus, and spinalis muscles. That's your, if you ever have a high Maybe level ever. anatomy course, for whatever reason, your, your teacher, both at Akron and Youngstown, they taught me the, I, the, I love sex acronym, which is just weird and corny. Now that you say one, it, 60, I feel like 60 year old lady saying it 47 times. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um. Uh, well,
0: yeah. We won't get into the Akron uh, staff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all, all, I loved. I loved everybody at Akron except for the anatomy and physiology professor who did like the big stadium seating um course for all the freshmen and sophomores. She did not know how to communicate to twenty year olds and was a uh, way too strict. Blah. Other than that, everyone in the sports medicine program at Akron, uh, I thought, great job, and uh, enjoyed all of them, for the most part. Um, all right, well, neither quarterback's going to play this week. It's going to be an ugly, ugly game. Uh, don't watch it. Um <laughs> Let's move on to – oh, boy. Let's do Anthony Richardson. That's easy peasy out yeah, yeah, for the we, season.
1: We talked about this last week. They were it Definitely was the necessary decision. I don't know what the the early speculation that they were going to bring him back just seemed like a pipe dream and a silly decision. So definitely uh, are making the right decision.
0: Unfortunately, I see too many parallels here between Anthony Richardson and Cam Newton, except Anthony Richardson's getting injured at a much more accelerated rate. And Cam really, he had a lot of concussions, really, I believe, his rookie year, um, or, and definitely undiagnosed concussions. That do, Go watch some, if you can find YouTube, Cam Newton um, taking hits, highlights. He took some shots his first couple years when he was running the ball, much like Anthony Richardson was. So my point is unfortunately for Colt's uh, country, I don't think they call him that, but they should that has a ring to it. Colt's country um, I don't I don't see Anthony Richardson ever being healthy enough. I think this is gonna be a repeating record each year until he becomes more safe with his body, but I don't think then he would be the um, he'd have the X factor anymore. That is his X factor being you know, using his legs and getting downfield making outside the pocket plays and all that, that's when you are in the most danger as a quarterback. And so, you know, maybe things will change and he'll increase his pocket passing as, and can develop after rehabbing here. But, um, you know, already upper body injuries, shoulder injuries, um, not a great outlook for you to be a franchise quarterback, but, that's the way I lean on that. Any any difference in thoughts?
1: Definitely has to learn to protect himself better. But obviously, it's you know it's early to make a determination like that. Where he's yeah, know, knock himself out of the. I I, I wouldn't yeah, yeah, yeah. worry too I, much about it yet. But he definitely yeah, he's has to my theory. Improve his game a little bit. I'm definitely postured. showed a lot of showed a lot of promise this year though. That's for sure. I
0: think. Next best ball season, I, admit, I think I'll be going light on um, AR shares uh, for that reason. But we'll talk about that another day. Let's get to Kyler Murray, who's not going to play this week, obviously. And the very questionable decision to you know, bring him off the pup list in general. And now there's a 21-day window for him to be activated. Obviously, they could put him as a backup and active. But, um, doing that, you're also, um, having to probably, I I heard that, you know, that that guarantees him, um, next year, then if he's in, they can't just, you know, dump him next year. I think if he becomes active and gets re-injured, they can't, they can't dump him for re-injury. But I think if they left him on PUP or IR the whole season, then, um, they could have dumped him this year. Uh, that's what I gathered, not confidently, but that is the information I gathered. Um, so just a weird decision. They're fucked. Well, we were talking about it before the pod. They're they're fucked either way. If they start him, if they put him as backup, or if they would have left him you know, out for the whole time uh, season, it's just not a good situation in, in – uh, Scottsdale I, I don't know where they play it's a, it's
1: a very strange I've read yeah Glendale suburb of Phoenix I was reading on Twitter that they like part of this decision is they like they want him to play so that they can get more of an assessment on like what they've got and like if they're moving on or not but that's like you know that's what you're supposed to do before giving him the massive contract um so you know it it's, it's just a weird situation like if he comes back I think right now they still have a market for him. Like, say you 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 tank and you take Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever it may be. If you if you decide to move on, um, if not, you could trade the pick. But I don't. Th- I it's just a, like I I think you could still dump off Kyler Murray for some type of return and just take a hit of dead money. But I but if he comes back and he looks bad, especially not being as mobile. Coming fresh off the injury. Or new coaching staff. New, yeah. System. I mean, just, yeah. And just one A, or it's just a terrible team, also. So, <laughs> like, he doesn't have near the weapons he had around him pre injury when he was putting up decent numbers. Um, so if he comes back and looks bad, then you're killing his value. If he comes back and re injures himself, then you're killing his value and screwing yourself. So it doesn't, it seems a weird. I, you know, we both thought he was going to take the whole year off, which he still he still might. We don't know for sure. It's true they could um, not
0: activate him.
1: They could not activate him, or they could just, you know, leave him as the backup QB or third tra- emergency QB or something, just to mm-hmm. get him practicing and stuff. Ah, uh, I don't know. Weird situation. Doesn't doesn't make doesn't seem like the Cardinals have a lot to gain from it. I guess if if you are still high on him and you think, you know, he might look good and boost his trade value, but then you're then then you're screwing yourself out of the pick. So then you're then if that's the case, then you're you're basically stuck to you'll get a keeping him. pick, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. All around is a weird situation. Um I mean if he starts practicing, he's definitely worth picking up for your fantasy teams. You know, just his even if he's 80%, he's still, he
0: got picked up in one of my leagues. This week. That was,
1: that was me. Cause my team is so trash. Oh. And, and, uh, and, uh, I, I, uh, I screwed myself in a couple leagues where if I missed out on the wave, the top wave of quarterbacks, like Mahomes, Allen, I was going heavy. I had Aaron Rodgers in four leagues. I thought he was a great, uh, you know,
0: late yeah, round right. pickup yeah.
1: to that, that can be a top tier quarterback, you know, a consistent <laughs> starter kind of guy. So that, uh, that did not bode well for me after four snaps. Well, let's move on to the brands.
0: Deshaun Watson's uh, never ceases to stop entertaining the masses and his bruised rotator cuff. Practicing today, limited fashion, but I believe he practiced limited in the walkthrough last week just to keep the gamesmanship up of the will-he-won't-he play. I mean, they didn't put him on IR, so it does like from a medical standpoint, there's no reason why that should keep him out more than four games, including his the bye week there. Um, this would be game two after the bye. So I think it's still a coin flip if he plays or not. Um, and then if he does play, what's it gonna look like? Like he could look like shit the whole first half, and then they put in uh PJ. Like they could be planning on that too. Uh but so I would stay away from Deshaun this week. Maybe a DFS tournament. You know, he's no one's going to probably play him. So, you know, maybe a brown stack. And speaking of which, Kareem Hunt also limited this week with a bruised thigh. But he should definitely be playing. And I definitely think they're going to start uh, running that train. They're going to start riding Hunt. Um, and he's going to be kicking his way down the field a lot uh soon coming soon so i definitely love kareem hunt here to start racking up some fantasy points
1: all around weird situation they've gone back and forth on kind of like what's going like a the specific injury stuff of like what's actually happening with his shoulder they've gone back and forth on like time frame stuff so i have no clue sounds like i'm getting the vibe that he's he's probably coming back this week but yeah who knows what's actually going to happen
0: uh They do have, I I'd say, the best defense in the league. When I just watch football week to week,
1: yeah, I mean, defense is setting setting records. No one's moving the ball on them. So this is like
0: this is their all in year. Like they need to go all in. I don't know how much cap. Well, they like we said, they have about seventeen million, I think, preseason, but they need to roll that over in the next season. So. Um, I don't know who, who they might need to add on offense and who's really even available, but um, if they might want to think about a a trade even to to just really take the Rams approach and go all in before um, Thanksgiving here for the trade deadline, and I don't because because like we've talked about numerous times, I don't know how they're going to pay for this defense and Deshaun Watson in next year. But definitely, in two years. So feels like their window is about one to two years here
1: yeah, they have they have thirty million of space this year, but that's because they're over thirty million over the the projected cap next year, so they pretty much have to roll it out, which I, I mean, they'll they'll restructure stuff and yeah. figure out how to make it work. But I do think that they will be buyers here at the trade deadline and try to make something happen because there's no reason that the offense should be this bad.
0: Like that's definitely a re-injury candidate, um, and and it definitely affects any twisting, bending, um, anything like that in the lower back, and it just makes your whole lower back scream inside of your body. It's like you're getting just sucker punched there when when um, that thing is strained. Very very discomforting, uh, you know. With the best medical care available. I could see him playing if it wasn't severe, but um, I could also see him getting a, definitely a lighter workload if he starts getting uh well, they'll, 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 they'll definitely numb his pain on Sunday. So we we'll have to worry about that if he does play, I guess. I wouldn't worry though, if you, if you do have him, maybe uh, wait till Sunday morning and definitely check though, check that injury news. Maybe we need to do a X update on him if, uh, we feel uncomfortable about it. You got anything about him or the other California team? Uh,
1: it sounds like all signs are positive, but like Steve mentioned, it, anything core related is very difficult to manage symptom wise. I mean, everything you do aggravates that injury. So uh, it just depends on what he can tolerate, really. But it sounds like, I, 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 it sounds to me like he's going to play. Um yeah. Kyron Williams, ankle sprain. Was it a high ankle? I just know he's definitely out. It sounds like they have not placed him on IR. It's, it's a weird situation where uh they need Cam Akers again. Uh that, I still don't understand the constant Cam Akers fallout, but um a bunch of no name running backs. will even coming in here, Kyron Williams is really a no name running back. So who knows what to expect from the Rams. Um, I'm sure they'll still find a way to run for 200 on Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's So just to talk about (laughs) – we'll talk about let's do Steelers injuries and then we will briefly talk about that game. Uh, Well, let's finish with 49ers. Debo Samuel as well is practicing again, but this is two games in a row where he's gotten banged up and pretty much put up a – virtual goose egg on the fantasy boards so you know if he's in your league man which he is in in our league um i really kind of don't want to start him um not that Rashid shaheed's doing much for me right now anyway but uh yeah debo's kind of a question mark to he i would maybe they're definitely taking caution with with all of these guys. Cause they are trying to play 20 games. They're trying to go to a super bowl here and stay healthy. They got a lot on the line. So a guy like Debo, um, I could see them lowering his snap count for a couple weeks and just to avoid further injury, but we'll see, we'll keep an eye on that one. And then to go to the Steelers side of the ball, Deontay Johnson's going to play back from week one hamstring against the the um 49ers. That's how I did that there. Uh, he, he should be fine. That should should open up the offense a little bit more. I mean, whatever that we've got, uh, we've got a full cast back now with Friar Muth back from his um, hamstring as well. So, uh, although Friar Muth was limited, he's expected to play Sunday as well. We've got our full arsenal on offense again. Uh, and also, Anthony McFarland is full participant as well, back from IR. He should be replacing that shithead Gunner Ochevsky uh, to, to kick return, punt return, and then to do. Um, they should be using him. Uh, Najee is a, a trade topic as of today. That's all rumors. Who knows? I'm sure Omar Khan is definitely taking calls for him, though. Uh, as they should, because they haven't used him correctly. I bet whoever we trade them to, if he does, is gonna be fucking a monster. You want? We will just start there, they, and then you can you can t- talk a little bit about. That.
1: If they you- they'll have to cut somebody to add because Deontay hasn't been activated yet. He's designated to return, so he's practicing. Sounds like he's a full go for Sunday, but they'll have to open up a roster spot for him, which I wouldn't be surprised if it's Gunner at this point, especially if McFarland's coming back and can return the kicks. Surprised Gunner's still on the team. <laughs> I don't know how he's lasted this long with his, as much of a letdown as he's been. Um, Pittsburgh's actually remarkably healthy this year, so there should be like no – there's there's no excuses for them to be this bad. I mean, it's just, it's basically just Cam Hayward out, and he's still expected back at some point. So, you know – you look at other teams that are just gouged with season ending injuries and we have zero. Like most of our team is like healthy and playing. TJ Watt did pop up on the injury list with a heel injury, didn't practice today, so I'm like, great, like what the hell does that even mean? So if TJ's not out there, we're we're toast. We're absolutely toast. Oh,
0: it's a wrap.
1: Um Pittsburgh also has been notoriously slow going out to the West Coast. So that also doesn't bode well. Steve did point out a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of a lot of money on the on the Rams line, which generally does bode well for a Steelers cover, at least. But we can touch more on that in the gambling section.
0: Well, I was just I was going to do it right now. Oh cause, yeah, because neither of us have. Uh, this as one of our picks so yeah 73 percent of the bet tickets are on rams minus three 81 percent of the money is on rams minus three and like when both of those numbers are over 80 percent that's like an auto fade take the other team vegas that is how vegas makes their money is when all the tickets and all the money is on one side uh, now the public has been winning, winning, winning the first five weeks of NFL on those exact type of numbers. And that is what that's what all of our picks were on Twitter or X uh, that last weekend pretty much was I we just looked at all of the all of the t- tickets and money heavy. And we took the opposite sides, including the Giants plus 15 and a half, the easy way Sunday night football. But um and that's why we, I also wanted for us to take the Browns. And Danny said, nah. And I said, okay, you're right. It is the Browns. And I hate I, I hate I, watching I, them with money on them.
1: I just didn't see, as bad as they looked with uh, DTR, I just couldn't see a path to them even moving the ball. As bad as they offense off. It was bit. the defense.
0: It was, well, the, and we was didn't definitely talk the about the defense. It. And, yeah. I mean, but regardless,
1: what, even if San Fran makes one of those kicks. The cover they, was there still, the cover was there, exactly, so like so, yeah, I mean, you yeah. were all over it. i just I just could not see a path to that game being close, and yeah. it was close so
0: so uh as of right now, but the but as Danny pointed out, so right now, the easy play is Steelers plus three, but as Danny said, the t j um and it's a heel. So I think he, but that's (laughs) guess what is attached to your heel, your Achilles. Um, And uh, so maybe err on the side of caution, as as we have said much earlier in the season, particularly after week one. And yeah, if TJ doesn't play, we are absolutely fucked, and this line definitely moves to like Rams four and a half. It should at least, and. Um, if it doesn't, I will be taking the Rams minus three. No, no doubt. Um, so that, and also I wanted to point out Mike Tomlin is 11 and four after the buy straight up. He's 11 and four and wins by an average of seven points. Uh, the average score being 25 to 18 on average. So, um, just a little tidbit for you. The, the dog, the dogs are, are barking for Mike Tomlin um again. I see one, two, three, four. Four of those wins were against the Browns, though. So you know, four of those 11 were against the Browns. So we we'll take that also as with a grain of salt. Um all right. Let's move on to one other tidbit. That we forgot to, I, I meant to bring up during Penn State Ohio State preview, and that is the fresh off the press Michigan scandal that they were sending people to the teams at playoff potential teams, and I'm guaranteed Penn State Ohio State. Um, they were sending people to the games just to watch the hand signals and picture signals coming in from the sideline to um steal their signs basically basically taking the old Astros playbook but I don't know if that's necessarily illegal um like you I guess it's not on the game film but I I feel like if you had the all 22 with cameras today if you had the all 22 footage you you might be able to get a nerd to do that too for you so um still hopefully some sanctions come on to Michigan before we we play them or before the playoffs are decided, but who knows? Like it'd be classic NCAA to wait until the off season to finish uh, there. Yeah, nothing
1: nothing will be implemented this year. Yeah, it probably won't even be implemented next year. It'll probably be that long of an investigation, and you can guarantee but our boss it, back and, to the NFL. And yeah, I mean, I, I take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, because. I don't actually even know what, like you were saying, I don't know what, what's legal and what's not in regards to that. Or, you know, what's different than, I mean, obviously you scout every opponent. So what, what, what did they do that was different than a normal scouting session? So I don't know. Um,
0: yeah.
1: And, and you know, regardless of what the if you did a full audit of every team, every single team, at least yeah, power 5 yeah. team, like every big time team is doing You don't think safe- stuff. They, yeah. yeah, they've all been freaking you know the the McDonald's bag with money in it has been going around for yeah, forever. Same. So nobody's nobody's innocent. We'll see what actually comes out of it. Um, uh someone with some some
0: power and anti-Michigan Uh, oh yes we brought this to light yes yeah so that's enough about that we will definitely keep you posted on that update as you know penn state has michigan coming up in a few weeks as well
1: i certainly would love it to be a huge huge distraction especially in that uh early november window that would be great all right let's move on to
0: oh i do have one nugget uh inmate of the week (laughs) as our previous of the week segment has been on hiatus inmate of the week, um, lost this guy's name, but he put, uh, the rest of the money in his bank account on a six team parlay to make enough money to pay his bail. bail. And he hit it. He hit the parlay and made bail and, uh, kudos to that guy. I, um, I can't find I can't find it, but uh, good for him, inmate of the week.
1: It was it was all over Twitter, so I'm sure all, all four yeah. of our listeners caught a glimpse yeah. of it. But yeah. yeah, shout out shout out to that guy um, doing doing better than we are with our podcast. Picks, <laughs> that's for sure. But, but not better uh, what a, what a, than our tweet, but a, not better than not better than our expects, absolutely. But that's a great segue into the uh, old greasy gambling. No, draw the week. We're doing oh, okay. My, I thought we then we usually do draw the week after. What I, are you? Doing, are no. you a
0: different Danny?
1: Is I, this man, I don't know what's man. going on. Yeah, okay. Let's, let's get into the hashtag draw of the week, which I did. I did hit. Me. I did hit with my uh Condor on the flag, Ecuador Colombia draw. Um. Oh, ah, that's what I meant to talk about at one point too. I'm glad I said this because in a different in another South America World Cup qualifier. Neymar did you hear the Neymar news Neymar torn ACL on Ooh. on Tuesday so he will he will be out definitely tough T- dude takes a lot of crap he's definitely a generational talent um sure he is underachieved on the on the club side of things well oh, and on the on the national side of things Brazil hasn't won major tournaments with him um early dis or early early knockouts at the World Cup but neither here nor there, the dude has uh, just been plagued with injuries throughout his career, especially at like very inopportune times, getting knocked out at the at the Brazil World Cup, those those kind of things. So now he'll miss the uh, the twenty twenty four Copa America, which the U S. and some uh, North American teams will be participating in as they as they you know ramp up their uh, world cup hosting cycle so tough uh tough news for neymar who is getting older might be the might be the, the the last we see of neymar at a very very high level so happy trails neymar you have at least been fun you, you've you've had you've provided us with a very good highlight reel film
0: come even to Charlotte he,
1: even come oh yeah come, well no he just he, Neymar took that Saudi money bro no, he. Ain't come oh, yeah yeah oh yeah yeah no 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 well speaking of
0: the MLS Charlotte uh hit the draw didn't I I gave out Charlotte money line on the pod last week uh which would have put them in the playoff uh playing game currently but they got the draw so they're still in it and as it sits now um if Charlotte wins and the three teams ahead of them being Chicago, um New York Red Bulls, and Montreal. If those three teams draw or lose and and Charlotte wins, then uh they then Charlotte's in. If Charlotte draws, then all three of those teams have to lose. So, and it's also reported for the Charlotte game here that uh, Messi said he wants to play, but that contradicts his uh preseason or entry into MLS press conference where he said he's not gonna play on any turf fields and Charlotte most certainly has a turf field. So I don't know if he forgot about that or if that was just his PR team saying he wants to play. Yeah, that uh, that
1: was all that was all overhyped. I don't think he ever actually said that. I think he actually just he actually debunked that himself, but okay. I, think he's, I okay. think he's came out and said like, no, like I I will play on turf, like that's silly. yeah. I think so, that I mean there is there certainly is a push that they're trying to get natural grass stadiums for all the teams, yeah. and and I'm sure he is behind the scenes a part of yeah. that push, oh, and I'm yeah. sure that was in the I'm sure that was in the works in the years leading up to him knowing he was coming over here,
0: but. Uh, well, there were the only soccer in the world played he, he on did, turf.
1: He he did just play uh, a full ninety minutes with Argentina, so he's back to health. had had two goals, looks good. So yeah, props to him uh, for you know being committed and and playing this now meaningless game. Now that Miami's eliminated and their their season's over, yeah, so, they he's do, not playing. Do respect? No, he he'll play. He'll play. Maybe he'll say? be a maybe. I, maybe he'll come 70, on his, uh, 80 minutes. He, yeah, but he. I I mean, if he said he'll play, I'm sure he'll, especially, you know, he wants to play. These fans fans spent freaking thousands of dollars on these tickets. Like, you should play. And if he does, you know, respect for that.
0: All right. So, the, um, (laughs) I don't want to play. So, Charlotte (laughs) is currently plus 105 to Moneyline to win. And if he doesn't play, I think that's, you might as well take them to win at home. They're much, much better at home than on the road. They're a home team and and as a home dog they i believe they're ahead of the the, sp- the the money here they're plus ev i guess and so charlotte plus 105 so basically charlotte to win the playoffs which would be those other three teams you know take the opposite team new york nashville or say nyc fc nashville and columbus take them all to win or draw a double chance those are all terrible odds. Take that with Charlotte money line. That's the only way Charlotte gets into the playoffs, or Charlotte's guaranteed playoffs that way. It's plus three twenty two on Fanduel right now. So basically, Charlotte has a three to one chance at making the playoffs. And you know why not? I'm not. I'm not actually going to do it. But if you are thinking about that, would be a fun one. And you're probably not. But it's out there now in the in the ether. And, my, you know, so my draws of the week are going to be I would stay away from the crew because the crew gets, as Danny said to me, home field advantage with a win. So stay away from that crew. Uh, They're minus 240 to win, but take the NYC FC and Chicago game at plus 280 draw. And then also the Red Bulls Nashville game is a plus 250 draw. So those are my draws of the week.
1: Mine is a very high payout draw of the week because it's currently plus 400. and I will give you my reasoning. The crew at home, they've been a very, very good home team, but they're at home to Montreal. Um, the crew clinch a home field playoff spot with a draw. So I think they'll be fine settling for the draw. Uh, Montreal... Playing for their playoff lives, they they desperately need a win. They can still get in with a draw, um, so you know they're they're obviously playing for everything. Yeah. Um, so f- for that reasoning, I, and the crew also can get in with even if they lose, they still have a good chance to get that home home playoff. So. The crew, I don't think, will be nearly as motivated as Montreal, who are, you know, fighting, fighting for. Everything. That's a good point. So, so I like the, I like the plus 400 draw there. I think it's, a uh, nice to sprinkle some coin on, especially, you know, late in the game. Crew, you know, say they're up one, one nil or up one goal late in the game. They're going to be sitting back just playing very conservatively while, uh, Montreal's kind of you know firing everything they can just to get that equal e- late equalizer so I think it, I think it's a situation that can definitely end up with the draw there and it's a weird it's a weird situation too the way the table is laid out where where you want you really want it's kind of like w- when Brooklyn traded away everybody last year and then it was like, oh, if you can get Brooklyn like and then they stunk after that, even though they still made the playoffs it's like If you can get Brooklyn for your home playoff series, that's kind of what it is. The New England Revolution had some weird situation happen where they ended up having to their or their coach resigned in the middle of the year. It sounds like the players were very unhappy about it. Um, lost their they had a star goalie who who went to Europe in the middle of the season. So New England was very very hot at the beginning of the season, and then has gradually regressed and slid down the table. So that's that's the team you really want in the first round. So I think Columbus will be content not shooting up the table and, and taking that New England match. So a lot a lot of weird things at play here, but I really like a plus four hundred dollars. That was way too long of a description. Let's get <laughs> well, into little breezy gambling.
0: Let's do it. But that was all good because you know three three good draws to take because this is like the last week of the NFL when like you can bet the scenarios. And like, say who wants it more. And that's where your opinion lies. So, um, yeah, let's do it. And let's get into the greasy gambling picks. Danny, 7 10 and one on the season. We both went two two and one uh, last week. So, winning week. I hit my lock. Danny didn't. So, Danny's still Mm -hmm. ahead three, two and one on the locks. I'm 10 6 and two overall, two, three and one on the locks. So, I'm climbing back.
1: We put that bad juju on on Ritter. We should we should never have done that. But well, we did.
0: everybody was saying that's that this oh, week, yeah. and so we should. I should have known better. And all the sharp money on, and the line movement just screamed Commanders. And I'm smart enough to know if I make a bad midweek pick, I should double down on the pick that I'm now like brain and like everything's towards the other pick. Like just t- double down on the other one, Steve. All right, I'm gonna hand it back off to you after that. You All right. give us, give yeah, us. The I, picks. Got some, I got We've some. got. We've got
1: six uh, college picks for you. some more. Uh, well, I freaking hit both my college picks last week and missed my NFL lock, so it seemed kind of fitting to roll back to the college. But uh, I will start. I talked at the top of the show how I got some picks for you here. I like uh, which. Steve scared me by pointing out how the sharp money's all on Penn State, but I personally am not confident in this game. I think being in Columbus, I I I don't I think Ohio State's the better team overall, and they're at home, and they have the "quote unquote" daddy effect where they've dominated this series recently. I will point out I do I always had to point this out the series was thirteen to fifteen pre sanctions, um, and then obviously post sanctions they went 0 and 2 under O'Brien and then Franklin had the one win in 2016 and these what 1 and 1 and 8 1 and 9 otherwise um so pure domination has really swung it open uh very very lopsided series for James Franklin even even the 2016 year they got outplayed and and had a couple big plays at the end and then the then the block kick so that that one was really a fluke even though they've outplayed them sometimes some of the recent years, and then blown it at the end. So, uh, I like the Ohio State minus four and a half. I don't think I I I, I don't think Penn State uh, has shown enough explosiveness on offense to keep to to keep in this game. They're going to need big plays, and they're going to need to continue to stay aggressive. They can't can't get a lead and then and then sit back as they've done in recent years. Um, although they don't have Sean Clifford, you know making crucial crucial errors anymore, which had been a, a cancer in this series. So but I like Ohio State minus four and a half. Um I thought the spread was going to come in higher than that. I also do like the over 45 and a half. You know, we've we talked about their defense. They both have top ten defenses, um, which is not atypical coming into this matchup. You know, they both have blown out inferior competition leading up to it, which is similar to previous years. Um, but post post sanction, so that that po- Penn State post sanction era, only two of these games out of what what has it been? 12, 13, have gone under that 45 and a half. Yeah. And those two were both forty five. So although the defenses are very, very good on paper, I, I still like the over. I think what? both both these teams are probably gonna put up twenty plus. Let me cut in here
0: and give the the market stats. So on the spread, I will be fading you. Um the it's just the sharp money is definitely on Penn State. The lines moved down two points, and this definitely feels like a field goal game, like I said. And uh the model I'm looking at on Action Network has this line at at three, a three-point win for Ohio State. So um that, but then I do love the over 45.5 because 76% of the tickets are on the under, 93% of the money is on the under. Everyone's on this under because they just see Penn State's defense, elite, Ohio no. State, Big Ten matchup. Everybody is betting this under. Take the over right now.
1: Maybe I should have moved that one up to my lock, but...
0: I'm going to check Wisconsin for you.
1: You can start talking. Wisconsin's my log. I think they – this is another another one. I mean, um, you know, the, the Brett Bielema revenge game, whatever, however you want to wanna put it, I just don't – I I don't think – Wisconsin's been very, very disappointing this year, but they're way too talented to not be able to beat Illinois. Um, it is in Illinois, but Wisconsin's only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Even uh, Tanner Mordecai out has, has, was a very disappointing start to his season. He's probably done for this season with a broken hand. Um, highly accomplished quarterback. I thought he was going to be, you know, very big this year. But was, has, he has been very disappointing. Wisconsin as a whole in their debut under Fickle has been disappointing. But I think way, just way too much talent, Wisconsin, compared to Illinois for, for them to not be able to pull out this game. All right,
0: I I like that. I look the the money is pretty even. Money and bets are pretty evenly split between the spread here and the over. And this is a sharp play as well, with all of the bets and money really? coming what, in. what what is the over
1: under on that one? Forty one and low. half. I was gonna say it's gonna be low. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, Illinois came in and bullied them last year, but that was a bad Wisconsin team, and that was a much much better Illinois team that has lost a lot. So. You know, I think, I think Wisconsin's got a bad taste in their mouth and they don't like losing to their old coach who left them with a bad taste in their mouth. So I like the, it's kind of like that Wisconsin revenge game. And they're just way too, way too good to be as bad as they are.
0: I like it. Well, I might take that one too. Uh. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Vols hate, hate, hate uh, going against Saban in Alabama, but this isn't the Alabama we're, we're used to quite so much. Uh, And, and I'm taking this mostly because there's a 26% difference between the bets and the money in favor of Tennessee. More, more public is on Alabama, of course, but big money is Tennessee. and, Uh, Tennessee is not very good. Uh, I've watched two of their games this year, and I'm like, holy shit, Tennessee sucks. And I do think Alabama wins this game. But Tennessee plays Alabama tough, to do my Lee Corso impression. Uh, I'm not going to say his catchphrase because Disney will come after us. So uh, I'm going to take the Vols to keep it close here. Obviously within eight points. They could um, they could do that, and uh, just because of how tough they always play Alabama, and they've had this one circled on the calendar all year long, and they are fighting for um, you know a, a playoff spot still in in a way, and their playoff hopes are still alive in that locker room for sure. But at least you know a top a top bowl game outside of the playoffs, um, if not so, Vols plus eight and a half. The other one is another sharp play here, Iowa-Minnesota, over 31 points. You heard me right, 31 points is the total of this game. Iowa couldn't score with a gun to their head offensively. And Minnesota, though, efficient running the football. Not the best in the red zone, but I I think um, they can do enough here. To to put up, you know, fourteen a piece is almost there. You need fourteen a piece and a field goal to push here. Um, so Minnesota is getting a bit more of the sharp money, but again, the seventy three percent of the tickets are on under thirty one. Fifty seven percent of the money, however, more than half of the money is on the over. So uh, give me over thirty one points. That's just too ridiculously hilariously low um minnesota here has gone over in three of their last five games including their last three games here at totals you know 10 15 points higher than 31 and um iowa has gone two and three for in favor of the over so um we'll we'll see uh last year minnesota iowa ended 13 to 10 though so um what do i know yeah. all right that's enough talk about that shitty game although we are we are pooling for iowa we are both pooling for iowa now that we've we've stomped them and uh, obviously it helps penn state's case but just to see iowa score no points all year and still make the big 10 championship would be pretty pretty big 10 brand um let me get to my lock of the week Last week, Ravens, they should have won by way more points, but let off the gas in the fourth quarter, but still covered the four. That line shot up, too. I was sharp on that one, but I've got another sharp one for you. It's Wake Forest at home, minus one and a half against the Pitt Panthers. Pitt Panthers are dog shit this year. Uh, They did did, uh, keep
1: it tough against Louisville. They finally put in. Uh, they finally benched the quarterback. Put in Vayu, the the Penn State transfer. Remember, little uh, little white dude, number nine mm. last year, last couple of years playing okay. backup. Yeah, he looked looked pretty good last week too. Mm. Did not know that. Well, <laughs> I sharp, had sharp it. money's on Wake though. I saw Bear Bear Chris Felica pick them too. So, uh, a thirty percent definitely not a bad pick. I I don't like it, but. So, it's a Wake Forest isn't good either. They're three and three, but I'm
0: looking at the um, the statistics. Wake Forest is, uh, you know, 23rd in the nation on first downs, where Pitt's defense is dead last in the country uh, in first I mean, down defense. I mean, yeah,
1: Pitt's Pitt has been repulsively bad this year.
0: Or I'm sorry, Pitt's offense is last in the nation at first downs, and Wake Forest's defense is. Is 23rd in the nation against first downs, or preventing first downs.
1: So yeah, don't don't let last week swing you too much, especially with no film out on the on the new QB, because that was uh, definitely a fluke. They they have been terrible all year, like embarrassingly terrible. Like no excuse to be that bad. Like they they were supposed to be like a fringe top 25 team this year. So
0: yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Locks of the week, greasy gambling picks of the week. We covered a lot today. I'm out yeah, of breath.
1: Yeah, we that was a, we talked about. We we gave a lot of rationale for our picks, which which well, we, we broke down the big game. We, we we haven't we haven't done well enough on our <laughs> podcast picks to be to be given that much rationale Rational. behind it. But I it's do, hard on I a do, Thursday. I do want to give one shout out here. Um, the James Madison Dukes. Oh yeah. I want I uh, should have uh, kept a, them rolling. Another okay. another another game that's been currently ongoing flying under the radar to uh, Thursday night football, but uh James Madison about to wrap up a big big road dub over Marshall to get to 7 and 0. Let the Dukes play in a bowl game this year. They are if you if you don't know um they were a, pow- a powerhouse 1AA, FCS, whatever you want to call it. So for some reason, a few years ago, 1A, 1AA got deemed like offensive somehow in this stupid culture that we live in. So now it's FBS, FCS. But most people still understand it as 1A, 1AA. Um, the Dukes had just won a national championship, kind of broke up in between the, uh, the North Dakota State Dynasty um, which North Dakota State's lost twice this year already, too. I can't get off, I can't get off, I can't get off on a random tangent. Like I gotta stick to the Dukes. Mm-hmm. Got 30, at 30, second, Thirty seconds to talk about the Dukes, uh, how impressive they have been. Um, so for whatever reason, it's just, just a very archaic rule. That when teams transition from FCS to FBS, they have they have a two-year postseason ban which is just fucking stupid. Like for, for why, like what's the point of it? Um, especially as they, you know, uh, cause they're, cause they're quote unquote, you know, not ready for this level or whatever, whatever the hell that means. They've more than proven that they are ready for this level. They should have played in the sunbelt championship game last year and had to miss out because of the ban and the, and then didn't get to play in the bowl game. Now they're seven. and zero. they, uh, are probably going to be ranked next week and should be well I, past 30 seconds. Yeah, well, well past 30 seconds. They should have been ranked this week, in my opinion. Um, but just shout out to the Dukes. It's been very, impre- the, the, very unprecedented what they've done, I will, I will say. I agree, and I
0: would love to see them. In, uh, well, Big Cat, I was talking about on um, Pardon my take t- um, yesterday. How they should put them in the Barstool Arizona Bowl, Uh, and I think he was half serious. Do they have that power? I don't
1: know. (laughs) I mean, they need. They should be. I mean, how are you? No, it's
0: it's contracted Mac versus Mountain West. Gotcha. Yeah, it was. That was the contract last year. I think they signed a multi-year contract with those conferences.
1: Um, Rank rank the Dukes. Damn it. Yeah, get them in a bowl. So that does
0: it for us this week. We'll we will definitely stay active on X for Penn State, Ohio State, and and all of uh, the weekend here. A um, little busy this this weekend, but that's all right. Uh, Saturday's definitely cleared out from wake up until game conclusion, um, and and then we'll see. So whatever you're doing, having a ice cold. Oktoberfest, enjoying a pumpkin patch, watching the game. Obviously, you're going to be watching some football. Eat plenty, drink, drink cold.
1: Stay healthy, America.